0: Hey, Who fans, we're back for 2018. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And welcome to episode 170. Oh, yeah. Have you ever thought what it's like? We wanderers in the fourth dimension. Nobody in the universe can do what we're doing. I've reversed the polarity of the neutron flow so the TARDIS should be free of the force field now. There's no point in being grown up if you can't be childish sometimes. The trouble with time travel is one never seems to find the time. Change, my dear. And it seems on a moment too soon.
1: Unlimited rice pudding, et cetera, et cetera! I am the doctor! Great men are forged in fire. It is the privilege of lesser men to
0: light the flame. I'm the doctor. This is Rolls Tyler. She's my plus one. Is that all right? That would be me. Hello. Surprise! Boom! etc. I'm the doctor. Do everything
1: I tell you, don't ask stupid questions, and don't wander off.
0: How can you kid this? I don't like the colour. Howdy, 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 do you, who fans! A very happy New Year to you all. Hope you've all had a cracking few weeks since we've been away, and that you've all managed to do something, something Doctor, Doctor Who, who related. related. I hope you've all managed to do something. Doctor Who christmas he related. There was a certain episode on, on Christmas Day where we say, we said goodbye to our 12th Doctor. Okay, Mr. P Caps. <laughs> you know, we said hello to 13. Yes. Mm, more on that later, which will be our review
1: yeah, this week. Yeah, look... Looking forward to it. I've no idea, as usual, what you think of it. As Absolutely no idea. Yeah. Do you know what I think of it? I've been very guarded.
0: Oh. I've, I've seen one comment of yours. Oh no! What? What have you seen?
1: Um. Oh, I don't want to say. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh no! I thought I'd been really careful. You have it been mostly. Been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't been able to get online much, which is good. Mm. I'll tell you what I was surprised about. So I didn't. I was really worried about spoilers. Mm. Um, because obviously. You know, not being able to watch the episode on Christmas Day and stuff. And um, so I managed to finally watch it. But, but I, I haven't seen that many spoilers even now I've watched it, which was um, quite surprising, actually. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I've been very quiet on
0: the interwebs because mm. uh, I didn't manage to see it on Christmas Day. No. Because we were out and about doing stuff. And I, didn't, I don't think I watched it until, I think it was like the 28th, 27th, 28th of December. 28th I think maybe
1: yeah oh actually so, I got to see it before you then you which did. is surprising because um because in China in where I was in Shanghai you can't get anything at all um, everything's blocked so I downloaded a VPN and I managed to get a BBC iPlayer to work and I was like ah oh, good <laughs> right as soon as we get back because we were going out like, as soon as we get back Doctor Who's going on I was like excellent but by the time we got back <laughs> the BBC had already blocked it because we'd started downloading <laughs> it and it got to like 28 percent and stopped and i was like oh no (laughs) so um we downloaded another vpn and i managed to to watch it um on Boxing Day which I was you know really thrilled about because I didn't think I was going to get to see it until I got back to the UK which was just before New Year's Eve so um yeah so I actually got to watch it on on Boxing Day and I was thrilled because as I said I was aware that everyone had seen it and I'd managed to sort of find a way to get on Facebook and Twitter but didn't want to go on there till I'd seen it um and uh, yeah obviously I'll save my thoughts on the episode till, till we review it. I have watched it again since I have watched it on the real television when I got back a couple of days ago, so um, yes. Yes, I've been be interested I think mm. to talk through. Yeah,
0: I've seen it a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, yeah it will be very interesting. Yes. yes. Before that, though, we do have some news and merch, as always, mm. to uh, kind of keep you guys going, because it is going to be very quiet, I feel now, until <laughs> we have Series 11 Yeah, kicking off. I think we're going to have the usual... Uh, kind of fan hype and, and everything build up when we start to see some some more <laughs> pictures and stuff develop when we have our commando friends out in the forests in Cardiff somewhere photographing mm. Jody from 100 miles away <laughs> yeah. so that's gonna be yeah it's gonna send everyone crazy as usual but I think for the next couple of months at least it's gonna be fairly quiet but we do have some 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 newsy bits to go through and so much which is good
1: are, are they actually filming right now I assume they are I believe so. Because yeah. look, I'll tell you what I was thinking about uh, one of the things the news items coming up. Um I was thinking about where they're filming because there was a lot of talk last year about um Doctor Who moving away from Cardiff, wasn't there, in terms of, you mm. know, the the studios and there was rumors about it moving to Manchester BBC and all this. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming they're still in Cardiff. Yes, they are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which yep. is good. Yeah. So that's that's good to know. But yeah, I haven't seen any leaked pictures yet, which um, makes me think, you know, we heard all this stuff about Chibnall, didn't we? About he was going to crack down on <laughs> set leaks and stuff. And it does seem, don't want to speak too soon, but it does appear that way, doesn't yes. it? I haven't seen hardly anything, but I don't know how far they've got into the recording though.
0: No, I don't think too far. But I think mm. they have started because, yeah, we haven't got a, a, a broadcast date yet, have we, for Series 11? That's not been...
1: No, it's not going so. to be till late this year, though, is it? It's going to be, I would I assume, say August, maybe. I'm thinking August, yeah. Th-
0: that seems to ring a bell.
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. And it feels so far away right now, oh, doesn't it? it like does. um, yeah. when when we got to the end of um, twice of one a time, watching it, and uh, my my other half was like, "Oh, so when when is the new series then?" And I was like, "I I don't know." End of next, end of next year, because obviously we were still in 2017. End of next year, and there was like this really loud audible. Oh, really? I was like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not ages away, and it does, it does feel a little bit disjointed. I think we kind of like need it. I yeah. don't know. It does it does feel like a long time But I remember we said this about um which series was it where they had a long gap? I remember me and you saying this. It it comes around so quickly, but when you're at the start of the year, it does feel like it's so far away. It does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No worries, though. We're here to keep your company. Mm. Rocking some who, in the meantime. Yes. So, how have you been, mate? I know you've been travelling out and around. You've been you were you were in China, weren't you? Over Crimbo and stuff. And
1: yeah, I've been in China for the last couple of weeks. So I've only been back a couple of days. I'm still a bit. I still don't know what what <laughs> day or what time it is. I'm still waking up at silly o'clock. And um, but no, I had a fantastic trip. And um, I would have liked. I'm I'm not the best flyer i get quite nervous flying sometimes and um and i lo- always like to have something doctor who with me mm. this might sound a bit silly i always like to take something with me it's just like a comfort thing um in fact when i was really young i remember <laughs> I remember getting to the airport and my parents were horrified when they opened up my little travel bag and it was just full of nothing but Doctor Who magazines. They thought I'd <laughs> taken all my clothes and stuff and I hadn't. I can't remember how old it was. So I liked to have something and um, I wanted to take my little Christmas TARDIS with me uh, on its travels and I had visions of taking it all around China. Um, but because we traveled really light it had to stay at home and I was really gutted oh. like oh can I not just fit it in the bag but I literally <laughs> couldn't my bag was exploding you wouldn't believe it um so the only thing I could do was wear my Doctor Who tees and stuff and uh, I did I was gonna take my fourth Doctor Scarf but again room wouldn't allow it so um but I come back and there's um not much waiting for me when I got back there was a little Christmas Santa from the Doctor Who figurine oh, thing yeah yep. uh, he's pretty cool um but yeah it kind of feels like Christmas already feels like it's been and done, doesn't it? It's just like we're in the new year, and it's a distant it's all memory all very exciting. Now. Yeah, it's already yeah. a distant memory. And I, I don't know about you, mate, but I love the start of a new year. Yes, I love yeah. having a blank canvas in front of me and lining up a few possible conventions and plotting out, making lists. You know, mm-hmm. I love doing all that at the start of a year. So, um, so really, all I've done since I got back is um, uh, the, the first day back. I while I was unpacking all my clothes and trying to get back to some normality. I listened to your solo uh, podcast that you did oh, yeah. yep. uh, at the end of last year and uh, enjoyed that. As I wanted to see who you were going to replace who with. Uh, so that was cool. <laughs> um, and then, um, and then I listened to the yesterday while I was doing ironing, <laughs> I listened to the uh, big finish first doctor adventures with David Bradley. Oh yes. Uh, okay. The first stories. So it it's like a four parter. Um, and, uh, I think there's, t- yeah, I assume the next door is football. So I listened to that as well. I don't know if we're going to review it, so I won't say too much, but, um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was, it was a good listen and, uh, I, I just, you know, really enjoyed Dave Bradley on it. Um, thought it was written quite well, wasn't cool. written as a sexist <laughs> idiot, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, so that was cool. So, that, so I did manage to get a little bit of doctor who in since I've been back. Um, I was quite nice to come back and see all these things from big finish that, I've been on their list for ages. Like I've got hmm. the Derek Jacobi War Doctor set. Um is in my folder waiting to be downloaded. And again, very much looking forward to listening to that. So and I've still got the 10th Doctor audio to listen to with Rose. I haven't got around to listening to that. So yeah, it's quite nice to come back to a bit of big finish and it's perfect actually when you've got all this stuff from holiday to unpack and stuff. And just bug it on and Get to get yeah. you through it, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool. Yeah, nice. So that's one. all I really been doing, mate. Is unpacking, ironing, bit of big finish, bit of big blue box. Just trying to get back into swing of things. Really. How about you? Because you were in the, you were in New York, weren't you?
0: I was. Yes. Very Christmasy.
1: Yeah, I'm walking here.
0: It was. It was cool. It's
1: um, it was
0: uh, really Christmasy. They the, the New York they do very well for Christmas yeah, over there. Yeah, I bet. There. Yeah. Um, the only downside though is that, with the exception of BBC America on the TV in the hotel room, I didn't see one single thing of of Doctor Who no. merch anywhere. No merch? Nothing at all. Oh, that's surprising. I went into a couple of big, because there's a couple of really big, um, sort of famous um, comic book shops over there. Uh, one's mm. called Midtown Comics, and the other one I can't remember the name of. And with the exception of a few Doctor Who single comics knocking around, that I didn't see one piece of Who merchandise at all. That is surprising. I thought you just said something. Uh, yeah, because our, our our buddies over in the u s you know they typically get quite a good yeah a- array of uh, of who stuff, so maybe I was I, I missed a massive section. maybe there was a hidden floor that was mm. just full of full of, uh, of who merch, but very quiet for Doctor Who so um the only thing I saw is quite weird, really, because I planned to get everybody back to the hotel room to watch Twice Upon a Time, because that was going out at half nine there on BBC America. So mm. I thought, right, we'll get everybody back. But, you know, as things happen when you're away on holiday, you change plans and stuff. So we were out just having this late dinner somewhere, because everywhere was open on Christmas Day, in New York. It's pretty cool, all the restaurants and stuff. Mm. And it got to sort of quarter past nine, and we were at least half an hour away, so a not going to happen. But earlier on in the day, they had this really cool Doctor Who marathon, oh. uh, which is really cool. So they played um, uh, all of the region stories, you know, like they've done on BBC iPlayer. Yeah, yeah. So that was cool. So I dipped into those um, a few times and we went back to the hotel room. But other than that, mate, very, very quiet for, uh, for Who. Um, mm. And I'll be honest with you, it's been really good <laughs> uh, um. having a break from Doctor Who for a few weeks. Um, Because I haven't, even before, you know, uh, I went to New York and stuff, I normally, as you know, and our listeners know, you and I normally watch, you know, some form of Doctor Who every week. Uh, But it's just been really nice to step away from Who. Because Mm. you and I have been involved, you know, we were involved in it on a weekly basis and we've done it for a long time. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, and and I'm not saying that from a negative point of view, it's just been really nice to step away and just have a, a... some breathing room from from Doctor Who to just leave Mm. it all you know on the shelf and everything Um, and it's been really nice because sometimes you do have to kind of step away sometimes and yeah just let your mind have a bit of a reset if you know what I mean
1: yeah it makes you feel fresh when you come back Mm. to it doesn't it I know exactly what you mean actually talking about merch that's just reminded me did you see those um, Doctor Who DVDs that I found in China <laughs> I, I found this random H&V in the middle of Hong Kong so obviously just like you I went in and they had loads of figures and things like that in there it was, it was really cool it was a bit like a, it was more like Forbidden Planet than H&V right. actually because obviously like CDs and DVDs you know the sales have gone down so they've started stocking other products like technology bits and as yeah. I said loads of figures and they had some blind boxes and they had some Rick and Morty figures and stuff it was really cool um, but I went to the DVD section. I just wanted to see what, you know, if they had any Doctor Who. And to some my surprise, they had quite a lot. I don't know if you saw the covers. I did. But, so they mm. had all the stuff we got pretty much, but they were the, I think they're the US covers, someone told me on Facebook because so I put are. a yeah. picture up of all the covers. Mm. um But they had the 3D version of uh, Dark Water, Death in Heaven, which I've never seen. Oh, yeah. Never mm. actually, because it wasn't released over here in the UK. um And it was sort of in a shiny <laughs> slipcase. So. <laughs> Um, the prices look really expensive because, uh, obviously the you know, Hong Kong dollar, it was like, I don't know, 230 something or other. It worked out about 20 quid, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but it looked, if you looked at the price tag, it, it looked like it was about 300 pounds. <laughs> um, but I was talked out of buying it. My other half being very sneaky said, don't worry, we'll be back here tomorrow. Don't carry them around now. Cause we're going on, you know, the sky lift. Come and get them tomorrow before we leave. Oh, all right then. And, of course, we never oh, went back. No. But the thing is, I I really, I, don't, I wasn't too sure about buying I would have literally only bought it for collectible reasons and to see what the 3D was like. Yeah. Yeah, um, because I don't particularly like those episodes anyway. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't like I saw it and was like, oh, must get this. And I kept thinking about uh, you know thinking now. I mean, about what you were saying on your solo podcast about how you only buy stuff you really want. Mm-hmm. and I was thinking, yeah, I must try and apply that to myself <laughs> this year, which is going to be difficult uh, as you know for me. But um, but no, I didn't buy it, and I, and I I would have got it if we had gone back. I'd have got it just to have of seen what the three Ds <laughs> like because it wasn't made in three D. So you know they obviously went through a lot of work to transform it and a strange choice as well isn't it for if you're gonna sort of hmm. i think it was it put in cinemas in 3d or something in the us and then they've released it i don't I know i think so yeah. i don't know why they yeah. chose those particular two episodes but um but the other covers are really cool and there was one called the doctors revisited um mm-hmm. which uh yeah. you know had eccleston Tennant, and smith on it and i completely forgot to what was actually on it? I think it was just it may have been the Regenerations or something. I'm not sure, but I might have got that just because I quite like the cover. It's like a green cover with the That's three right. of them on, it. Mm-hmm. and I've never seen that before as well. So it's quite cool to see something a bit different out there, something you know we haven't got here. But I think our U.S. listeners probably, you know, have got a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'd never seen it before, and the covers are really cool. I thought actually for you know for the sort of series nine part one that they had it was you know t- totally different to what we got here so yeah, yeah so cool. that was cool yeah. yeah but i was just pleased a bit like you i didn't expect to well then i was the opposite to you i didn't expect to find anything right because right. i don't think Two is that big in china but yeah i was quite pleased to find a little corner of hmv with all these <laughs> dvds that's pretty cool i just wish i'd bought a couple just to have brought something different back with me but you know as I said, my other half, uh, I'm pretty sure, knew exactly what he was doing. <laughs> of course, doing. he did. Yeah. yeah, he's like, don't, yeah, yeah, don't ah. get. I do not want to be carrying those round. I was like, no, no, you're right. We'll get them tomorrow. But, yeah, never went back. Anyway, saved me a bit of, save me a bit of dollar. So that's all good. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just thinking, New York is that? That's where they filmed um the, the Manhattan. The, the what's it called? The Daleks take Manhattan. No, 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 no. I'm getting uh, it all wrong, aren't I? The, uh, the one with the ponds, the ponds exit story. Oh, sorry, the,
0: uh, yeah. Um, yes, with the Statue yeah. of Liberty and the angels Statue and liberty everything.
1: of Liberty and all that, yeah. So did you go to any of the locations? And, um, no, I'm not I'm trying to Killian, think what no. they were. I remember him sitting on a rock and I don't know, there's a bridge that the doctor sat on wearing his round glasses. I remember a few locations. Yeah, well there's, that. Um,
0: I think that's Central Park, that scene where they Park, sat on the bench, it, yeah. yeah. So we went to Central Park, but I don't yeah. know the exact spot from uh, from where they filmed all that stuff. We went to the Statue of Liberty as well. You know, yeah,
1: but, I saw that. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: I don't know if um I don't know where they filmed the exact the Angels Take Manhattan. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously it was there and about, but
1: I didn't. So research if you ever do before. watch that episode again, at least you'll be able to think, oh, I was there. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. yeah. I know one of our listeners went recently to New York and went uh, did a bit like I do, dragged his partner around all the locations. Okay. And I remember him saying that um, they must have like mixed two locations together because he was saying, you know, there are certain shots where if you try and get the exact shot what that they got, it's impossible. Like the buildings just aren't behind that particular mm. bit of the park. And he said, you know, they've, they've clearly sort of mixed <laughs> mixed the two shots together, so it may be difficult. But yeah, next time you watch it, which have we ever
0: reviewed that? What story? No. The Angels Take Manhattan. No, we well, haven't done that.
1: No. So when we come to review it, you'll be able to say, "Oh, I was, I was there. I was there, sort of." <laughs> I'll <find that> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, otherwise, fairly quiet. I did have a lovely piece of merch waiting for me. Oh, what'd you back. have? It was that Seventh Doctor collectors. Oh, you know, yeah. from the German company. Beautiful. I tell you what, mate, that is stunning.
1: When are you gonna post some more? Book? I saw you put it on Instagram yesterday and I was like saliva at the mouth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, going, oh he's got it, he's got it. Yeah,
1: I'll stick some more on a bit later.
0: Um oh, it's so good. It's I a bet. beautiful book as well. It's and the the I didn't know how they were gonna put the discs in there in there, but what they've done is sort of every page there's like this the story that Andrew Cartmills wrote in his, you know, exclusive notes for. And on yeah. the other side you've got two discs. That slot in on the other side, and you go through the book like that. So you're kind of going through Sir McCoy's era, reading about it with Andrew Cartmell and watching it and stuff. And you got this really nice um, extra bonus disc as well, which has got some exclusive stuff on it. And I got my name actually, because if you ordered that, if you ordered it between or before a certain date, then you got your name on this on the credits list on the special features disc oh really yeah so her name's rocking on there which is nice nice little oh,
1: touch that's, that's really cool yeah yeah that's awesome
0: but it's a beautiful book mate it's um it's it's well worth the the the
1: euros <laughs> what did way. it well, yeah what did it work out at and where did you get it um well I got it from
0: you can only get it directly from um this german company's um website i think they're called i can't remember the name of the company now um
1: it's a strange name, isn't it? I remember when seeing the link to it, thinking, what?
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, it, and is it... It's Blu-ray, but it's all region free, is it? It's all region free, yeah. Yeah. Is um, it Blu-ray or DVD, sorry? It's Blu-ray. It is Blu-ray. Oh, no,
0: hold on. Sorry, no, they're DVDs. Sorry. I'll do that. Sorry, yeah. Um, they're DVDs. And uh, uh, Sorry, Panda Storm is the... That's it is the name, yeah. Um, and I think... I don't know if it's still okay. available, but it was €150, Euros and... In pounds, including the shipping, I think it was about 130 pounds. Right, all in all, including the shipping. Including yes. the shipping, yeah. Right. Um, but it's a great set, mate. It's is really it like
1: nice. the regeneration set? Is it that sort of book? Yes. What do they call it? Coffee table book. Yeah. yeah. Style. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's in a nice sleeve though, and mm. um, the artwork's just beautiful in it. And there's it, quite a lot of notes actually from from Mister Cartmel. We spoke quite a lot of stuff to go in there and um i I thought the discs would be a nightmare as well but um i've popped the first one in the player and it defaults to the german language but it's just a simple just go into the menu and change the audio to english and away you go
1: oh i've got a blake 7 set like that hmm. because they they did like they only did the complete blake 7 in. i think it was a german release actually i might be wrong but yeah mine's like that so i put it in and you just yeah just click it back to english and away you go it's cool yeah no it does look like a lovely set especially as a someone you know i'm such a fan of i love the seventh doctor era and yeah i'm very tempted with that maybe uh, yeah maybe when i've paid off china (laughs) (laughs) it's quite limited though isn't it it's quite a limited set isn't it yeah i can't remember what number mine is um
0: Mm. yeah but i think it's i can't remember what it's limited to but um
1: yeah did they spell your name right they did Ah, okay, because it's double R, isn't it? it is I always, yeah, yeah, I noticed it when a lot of people, when they tweet you stuff, they, you know, they spell it with the one. <laughs> <laughs> I just wondered. I'm used to that, mate. Double yeah. R, yeah, I'm sure you are.
0: Yeah, uh, I think it's limited to, you know, five hundred pieces or Ooh, something so like that. Yeah. Low, yeah. No, sorry, a thousand, thousand, one thousand units. Nice. So that's still not that much, but um, yeah, still available.
1: Lovely piece, yeah. I'm very tempted, as I'm. I'm yeah, I'm going to have to restrain myself. But maybe when you post some more pictures, I'll just buckle. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it, will, it does look great. It does. It does. Great. So yeah. that's
0: us, mate. Yeah. Yes. Shall we land the TARDIS and get into some news? Yes. first up we have the official ratings for twice upon a time Mm. there's been some initial ones and stuff floating around like they always do like the day after and a week after but they've had the official now it's been a full week seven days of elapsed um and the final figure is 7.92 million viewers hmm pretty respectable not too shabby not too bad, is it? It's up on the last couple of years. I think the last time... So according to the data, uh, in 2014, we had 8.2 mil viewers. And in 2015, it dipped down to 7.69. Last year, it was 7.83. So we're up on the last two years. What was last year? Oh, last year was Mysterio,
1: wasn't it? Dr. Mysterio. Yeah.
0: And the year yeah. before that was the... Um, uh, the was river last song. Cri-
1: oh, the river Oh God. Yeah. yeah. So it was the Christmas
0: before that. Last Christmas oh. that it jumped up. Um, so it's still not quite reaching like the dizzy heights of uh, the two thousand and seven, two thousand and eight. The um, the David Tennant uh, specials, where it's a whopping, mm. you know, like thirteen odd million. You know, almost double the amount of viewers back then. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, but it's still respectable, though. I think it was. Um, where was it in the list of stuff? Uh, Is the sixth the sixth highest sort of viewed show on Christmas Day? So, not too bad.
1: No, it's not too bad. I was going to say, looking at the list, yeah, I mean, uh, the top rated was uh, "Call the Midwife," which got nine point five seven. So, it's not that much lower. No, um, not really. Actually, no, it's it's, it's still yeah, that's it's still pretty decent, isn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, still a little bit behind the Queen's speech, and people are still watching. Mrs Brown's Boys. I yeah. do not believe how many people had it. Uh, I got nine over nine million that did. Blimey!
0: Blimey indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's interesting because there was a bunch of because now they take into account the iPlayer views and so on. Um, it was a massive, not a massive amount, but um, an additional six hundred thousand uh, viewers had been clocked uh, on just iPlayer alone. Yeah, which is good. Um, so it's over half a million views there on on the digital platform um but i think the christmas day doctor who always will be a uh, sit down in front of the tv post pigging out on christmas dinner <laughs> viewing so yeah imagine the um the actual like digital set up box figures will be higher on christmas day than the serious stuff but yeah not too bad not too bad at all
1: no very respectable yes. um, talking of um, of that particular episode that did of course bring bring us to the end of an era and mm. uh, and uh, the doctor who um official account page on facebook and twitter they've posted a heartbreaking video really i think i mean it really is oh, sad to see but it's also fascinating to see so they've posted a time-lapse video of um the 12 doctors console room set being dismantled um in like fast time mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's yeah it's, i don't know i saw this the other day and i was like it really <laughs> does bring it home that you know that old era is you know is, is now old it's if gone. that makes sense yeah. so it was you know it was yesterday and it's already gone and and uh, it's also quite heartbreaking because just like you gary we've we've both stood outside that set so you get to see it from the outside mm. and uh, i don't know about you mate but i i just remember walking in to the TARDIS set tour and seeing that big round dome from the outside, that whole, it's all looks like wood and I don't know, and just thinking, Oh wow, the TARDIS sets in there. I'm about to go in. And it was so exciting. Um, And then you go up the, the stairs and there's like a bit of green screen around the TARDIS doors. And then you open the TARDIS doors and it's like you step onto that amazing TARDIS set and it is quite something, isn't it? It's quite it something to yeah. visit. Um, so to see this time-lapse video of it being dismantled and reduced to nothing was so sad. But but it's, you know, it, it's got to be done. We're we're moving into a new era. We're I'm ex- so excited to see what the new TARDIS set will go for. Mm-hmm. I, I just wonder... You know, I think Chibnall's already made some quite bold moves with the TARDIS uh, from the outside. So I just don't have no idea what he's going to do with the interior, whether he's going to go classic. I don't think he is. I think he's going to go again. I think he's going to be quite bold and, and try something very different, I, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's my gut feeling. But um, yeah, what about you, mate? What did you think when you saw this little video of it just all? It's just it's just the perfect, it's the end of an era video, isn't it? It just sums everything up. It's. It does. It's, it's Capaldi's TARDIS.
0: It does, yeah, because it's, it's seeing Capaldi go in, in the Christmas special mm. obviously is um how do I say it? It it's like uh, uh, something that's already we we already know that he's gone before the Christmas special came out. So yeah. he's, he'd already filmed it and he was done and he'd left and then um you know, a month later or six weeks later, we saw him in the Christmas special, but you kind of think, well, you know, they've got everything there at Cardiff. You know, it's not quite gone. But then, when you see the video, it's like, oh, it's yeah. actually all oh, everything now is is, is gone from yeah. from the Mo- the Moff era is now properly closed. You know, because the Tardis set was probably the last sort of iconic thing left over. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere at the, the, those Cardiff studios. They have got some who. They must have some corridors there somewhere. They, they yeah. will, you know, they must have you know some set stuff knocking around. But this is the complete thing that sort of, you know, the, you know, regardless of how we feel about an actor's performance or the storyline or whatever, there are certain things that always you come back to that holds it all together. Mm. You know, and the TARDIS is obviously one of those things. So to see it all just be and the time lapse video, it's a huge amount of work. Yeah, You know, I I can imagine it would have taken, you know, double that time to put it together. So, you know, a huge amount of work to dismantle it. But when you see, because yeah, like you said, because it moves so quickly and then before you know it, it's just a blank, just bare set, you know, a big sound
1: stage. It's just bare with nothing. It's like, oh, it is a bit sad. And where has it gone? Well, where, where are they going to put it? I mean, you know, where's it being stored? Is it because of course, you know, I assume at one point it would have moved its way to the Doctor Who experience just at the road, although it's such a big set, it's it would massive, have taken over yeah. a whole room. <laughs> well, well, having said that, they did that with, um, with um,
0: uh, Eccleston slash Tenants. Oh, I love that console room, yeah. They kind of put most of it in the experience and yeah. that kind of works. So I imagine True. they would have done like a segment of it, maybe Possibly, like, you know, yeah. like a third of it they would have put in there somehow. But yeah, there's no experience for it to go to, so... I assume it's gone into storage somewhere. Uh, maybe if they, I don't know, I think we, because we've got, you know, at least a, at least two or three years of Doctor Who left, there is some hope that
1: they will reopen the experience somewhere. Oh, I'm sure plans are a I'd absolutely yeah, be yeah. positive on it. I was going to say that the thing with the the Eccleston set um, and the Tenant set was it was sort of one level, whereas this, you know, when you walked into this, you could go downstairs and then mm-hmm. come back up. And although we weren't allowed to, obviously, you know, when you're film when they're filming on it, you can go upstairs as well. So it's like three levels, this set. So it's, um, yeah, like you said, they, they could put like the console level in, I suppose. But yeah, it's mm. a big old set. Like it you is. said, I bet it takes ages to put, put together. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Who knows? So, so there it is. It's gone. It's over. <gasps> oh, it's gone. Yes. <laughs>
0: Anyways, wiping the tear away. I know. That's it to do with
1: news. That's it for the news, yeah. Oh, where's our old friend? Yeah, he's been
0: he's not happy, mate, I'll be honest with you. He's been no. in the shed all Christmas. Haven't seen the light of day.
1: He's <laughs> been going rusty.
0: <laughs> there is a small hole in the roof, so. Oh. <laughs> Possibly, but he's not happy. Let's let's get him in anyway. Go on then. merch corner. Merch corner. Merch corner. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. It's a bit rubbish, but it's pretty. It's
1: very pretty.
0: Oh, dear. Oh. He didn't even stick around. No, what's up with him? Oh, He's got the... Because we ignored him for the whole of Christmas. Went away.
1: Is it because he didn't get a Christmas card?
0: Well, see, the thing is, it's when you have a pet, you know, a cat or a dog, you can... Shove him in a kennel or a cattery. But there's no Dalek kennels anywhere. There's no Dalekies. Dalekeries. (laughs) Dalekery. (laughs) You can't just put him anywhere. So he has to stay here and be miserable, I suppose.
1: What's he managed to bring in on that tray then? There's a couple of good bits by the look of it.
0: Right. Hmm. Do you remember something called Doctor Who Series
1: (laughs) 9? Let me think. Um, you, yes, yeah, you, I can vaguely remember it, yeah. Yeah, but you're going to have to rack your brains on this one. But, I'm thinking, I remember the Clara Who series nine, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got it. Yeah, I can remember Roaring Lions with fire coming out of their mouths. Yeah. yeah. Um, a Shilder, the, the series. Yeah, yeah. Flying TARDIS diners, I've got it. I remember
0: You've got it. Cool. So the soundtrack the series nine is finally going to be released no. this year. No way. Seriously.
1: Don't be silly.
0: I'm not. It's gonna it's gonna be with us. I have no idea when. Wow. It just says early twenty eighteen. So that hmm. could mean tomorrow. Or it could be, I don't know, March, I suppose. Um, but yes, the uh the now infamous series nine soundtrack, four discs worth of Murray's uh music. Um from all of the stuff is gonna contain um uh, the the husbands of river song soundtrack Ooh. on disc four just to uh I put the icing on the cake too. there um <laughs> but apparently series 10 should be on the way as well then
1: well you'd hope so wouldn't you i mean it's a bit strange because I, I i did see um just before this was officially announced there was a a big um thing floating around about this and series 10 finally coming out and you thought oh that's good and then when it was made official, an official announcement, it was just Series 9. I was thinking, oh, God, because I thought at one point they might just do a, a set of the two to, to mm-hmm. finish off the era or something. Because uh, this is a four-disc set just for Series 9, isn't it? So yes. the, it's obviously got quite a lot on there, which is, which is good. Um, but, yeah, surely Series 10, we're not going to have to wait another four years for that, surely.
0: Well, who knows? I mean, Disc 3 is just heaven sent just heaven sent yes there's a quite a lot of music that's written for that episode right okay um and then yeah so discs one and two is the bulk of it and then disc three is heaven sent and then disc four is the husband's of river song so it's gonna be quite a cool set i mean this is going to surprise some of you but i still don't own series nine on dvd or blu-ray well i've no i've got the i've got the steel book but i've never bought the yeah So I'm probably gonna own the soundtrack before I actually own because I'm series nine, with the exception of a few episodes or a couple of episodes here and there, I've just not had any inclination to go and watch it again. No. But the completest in me, um, because I listen to a lot of Doctor Who music um, you know, while I'm working and stuff like that. It would be nice to have this in there. Because I love Murray, you know, Murray Gold's been amazing uh since two thousand and five. So mm. um yeah. We're finally going to get it, mate. I mean, we, uh, people have been nagging the BBC and Silver—was uh, it Silver Screen—for mm. um, so many years. It's, uh, you know, I, I could only assume that they've just been clogged down with legal stuff and publishing rights and so on. Because the BBC released all of their soundtrack publishing rights
1: over to who was it? Um,
0: some record company.
1: I was going to say that's what's thrown me because this is this is on through Silver Screen. And like yeah I I kind of got lost now in between because oh. I thought that I thought that was the hold up was because the BBC were changing distributors or whatever That's right, and yeah. but Silver but Screen have released all the other soundtracks so yeah I'm a little bit confused by that but i, I joking aside mate I mean I am very pleased this is finally getting released, because <laughs> like you I I always love the the soundtracks that we get and Murray's music and golly, I haven't watched series 9 for a long time but I seem to remember there was some good stuff in there I think cuz yeah, it must have been series nine. I think I remember saying that he was trying to mix it up a little bit. Some there was some sort of eighties soundtrack bits going on in um, Evanscent. I, I don't know. I remember thinking he'd sort of experimented a bit more um, and quite liking it. So yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to this whenever it actually materialises um, on the shelf. So yeah, I'll definitely be getting it.
0: Yeah, uh, the BBC they sold the the copyright to all of well to a massive, you know. Uh, catalog to bmg all oh, right and that includes theme tunes and background music and themes and all that stuff um so i can only assume that it all got sort of mangled in the contracts Master. and deals and paperwork and red tape and whatever else you want to call it but yeah yeah but it's finally coming mate i don't know when just says early
1: early 2018 cool Well, let's hope series yeah. 10 follows Pretty quick then as well. Excellent. All right. uh, Also, Dalek Tat has brought us in a biography to read (laughs) and a good one, actually. So this is um, coming out. uh, When is it coming out? Uh, it's now. You can get it right. Oh, it's now. out now. Sorry, it's out right now. So yeah. it's from Phantom Publishing and it's a, a biography of Roger Delgado. Cool. Who in my mind, I don't know about you, but is is the best master. I love his portrayal <laughs> of the master. He was the original and, and he's he's superb. And there's been many since, uh, including the big finish audio. So um but to me he's he's just so classy. Um and there's not been much written about about his life over the years he had a very good career actually he was in loads of stuff but mm. you know obviously we best remember him as the master uh, so it's written by marcus k harms which is a name that rings a bell mm. and i can't think why i'm sure i've got other stuff by him um and he spoke to people who knew him and he goes into in depth you know about delgado's life telling us lots of things that we probably didn't know he's had access to a wealth of previously unseen records which shed a lot of life on delgado's life um stuff in there about the ministry of defense and things like that so yeah this sounds like a good read actually mate. Right? and uh, phantom publishing same guys who do the phantom events we go to so um, might they, you know if they've got it there next time we go to event, event might have a flick through this and see so what it's like it's uh hardback and it's priced in 1999 and it's exclusively available from phantom publishing
0: yes uh what's it called uh i am usually referred to as the master what's the master yeah yeah. Time, yeah uh so yeah like you mate i'll um I'll look at, look at, have a flick through at a convention, probably pick it up because Delgado, he is the, he, yeah, yeah, fantastic master.
1: He's brilliant. He's got some unseen photos and stuff in there as well, which is always good.
0: Mm. Yes. Uh, last bit of merch, um, which is not really something we can report on 100%, um, but we have no. seen um, a few, oh, well, a couple of things uh, that have been knocked up uh, over the last um for the last month or so which seems to be gathering some momentum now um so over in the u.s uh the the big um sort of i think they're like a mix between curries and and adster i think um uh the big department not department store but big shop best buy mm. um they put a, a, a product on their website which was doctor who uh Tom Baker the complete first season on Blu-ray. Mm. Now when I say first season we mean Tom Baker's because a lot of people went, Wow, an unearthly child on Blu-ray. That's gonna be <laughs> But no, it's um I think it's what what's so Tom Baker's first season overall in the whole thing would be twelve, I think. Series twelve of Doctor Who.
1: Oh, now you tested me. Should know that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: Something like Eleven or twelve. Um, but it's very interesting that they've now started to group these on Blu-ray mm. because it's becoming a thing because we reported or we mentioned before we had our Christmas break that uh, the US are getting the big, again, the coffee table size thing, the Peter Capaldi complete uh, thing. Um, that That's going to be a US release as well. So that's yeah. you know, like the regenerations thing you were saying, that big book with the discs and so on. Um so it seems to be a bit of a trend happening where they you know they're starting to do these complete sets on Blu-ray. Um now it's a US thing only and so far the the Best Buy website have actually uh they've taken I think they've taken the image down and they've just said that the item's not available at the moment but it has got a product code and it has got a description and so on. Um so it's definitely there it's definitely a thing and I'm not sure how if they were to release them in the UK, I'm not sure how I feel about it completely because the, the thing with, the thing with blue, like you, you mentioned this earlier, mate, when we were having a chat mm. before we started recording, that it seems to be a bit of a trend, doesn't it, with getting these older TV series and so on onto Blu-ray. And while it's not a bad thing in a, in a way, because it does save a lot of space, you know, if you can condense, you know, seven or eight classic Doctor Who DVDs down into just one Blu-ray case. You know, that's quite cool. And obviously Blu-ray comes with added benefits of, you know, sharper picture, higher bit rate, all that stuff. I'm not sure sometimes if classic TV actually benefits from it or not because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the restoration guys that have been doing all, you know, the DVD work over the years, you know, I'd be very very wary about handing all of that stuff over to a company that hasn't had any exposure to it and just getting them to slap it onto a Blu-ray. Mm. I'm not quite, I'm not a hundred percent sold on it yet because the presentation that we got on all the Blu-rays was perfect. You know, the restoration team, you know, they cleaned it all up
1: and
0: yeah, they haven't overdone it. You know, they haven't tried to make it look modern. You know, they've just cleaned it up and you know, and it, I think it looks perfectly fine on on DVD. So not sure about this on Blu-ray, right? What do you reckon to?
1: Yeah, I know I I know what you mean. I was going to say I mean I love the I love the thought of having complete series box sets. So I think that's the way to go because now they've released every story on on uh, DVD that they can pretty much. Um yeah, I think it'd be really nice to have some complete sets like you said you can clear up your shelf. I mean, it'd be brilliant. Um Yeah, having it on Blu-ray is a tough one because the thing is, the sharper they make the picture with older material like this, it actually makes it sometimes look worse because it shows up. It highlights a lot of the imperfections. Mm. Um, So, for example, we've got Spearhead from Space on Blu-ray, which was shot all on film, which was quite unusual for Doctor Who. And it looks really good, but it still looks a bit fuzzy because obviously it's it's old. Mm -hmm. But it still looks great because of, you know, the work they've done on it. Um, So, yeah, I'm a bit like you, mate. I mean, I'd I'd love to see the – you know, I love a lot of the stories in Tom's first era, like, you know, Robot and Genesis of the Daleks, uh, Ark in Space. It's a great first series. Um, It'd be lovely to have it on Blu-ray, but, yeah, like you, I don't know how – it probably wouldn't look any worse, but it's not – yeah. made for that format so i don't know but i'm all for complete box sets mate i think oh, yeah. um I'd, yeah. it's something i'd really love to see and um these coffee table books that seem to be coming out in various countries apart from the UK look amazing, like the 7th Doctor one that you've just bought, the complete 12th Doctor box set that's coming out in the US soon. Again, it's in the same style as your coffee table book that you've just bought. They, you know, These are lovely, and I think if they, if they did those, I'd, I'd snap them up. I don't care that I'm buying it again. I would just think they're beautiful, and to have them all stores collected together. Um, obviously, when you come to Tom's era... You're gonna have quite a few coffee table books, but uh, you know that's all good. But yeah, I'm all for the, I'm all for having complete box sets. I think it'd be really nice, yeah. uh, as long as they get the spines matching, because we don't want <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> we God. don't want. Someone posted the other day a brilliant picture on Twitter of um all the DVDs that released uh, in the RTD era and how they all perfectly have the same oh, logo. Yeah. They're yeah. absolutely perfect, and then it gets to the when Moffat took over and every single spine is different, nothing <laughs> matches. It kind of, I think they put something like it kind of, um, sums up, you know, the, the consistency of the, <laughs> the series. It's like, yeah, I kind of get that, but wow. no, I, I'm all for it, mate. I'm all for complete it, sets. Um, I'll be keeping my eye on this to see where it goes. Cause we were saying, weren't we, it's showing is unavailable, but it's definitely a thing cause it's got a product code. So we think don't we, that they just, they put these out there to put the feelers out to see, what the demand is before, you know. So, yeah, I'm definitely keeping an eye on this to see. Yeah. Uh, see if we get it
0: over here in the UK. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, yeah, I think it just really depends on the original material that they've got to work with. Uh, mm. I think some of this series, it was a combination of different things. It had 16mm film stock for some of the external bits. And then when they went to the studio, it was that standard, you know, PAL. Mm. Uh, standard def you know just tv stock stuff which is very low resolution so i think yeah on blu-ray it's just going to be a yeah i'm sure it's definitely a trend though um any red dwarf fans among our listeners will have seen that next month february they're releasing all of the complete red dwarf series on blu-ray and that's a similar thing that's filmed on very very basic film stock in a studio somewhere so
1: it seems to be a thing I I just keep thinking back to when they paired up um the last series of the Sarah Jane adventures on Blu-ray and they put um Pyramids of Mars in with it for oh, some sorry. reason. Mm. Like as you know, as a sort of a tribute. So that was sort of like interesting to see Pyramids of Mars being transferred to Blu-ray just a very sort of not cheap but a quick upscale if you like for that release um and it looked okay i mean there's nothing wrong with it but i remember thinking you know it didn't uh, didn't sort of benefit from it if you like so i don't know but they might do some more restoration i mean every year we advance in terms of what we can and can't do with stuff like that so who knows but um yeah we'll say who knows
0: yeah (laughs) that's gonna do for merch now (laughs) we need to get our our review hats on yeah it's time to uh to delve into our christmas special review now very quickly before we (laughs) we kick off um i'm not sure if we should sort of go down the sort of spoilerific i'm assuming that most of you have seen it yes Um, but the uh the, the little clip that i put together does contain spoilers So if you haven't seen Twice Upon a Time yet, pause or stop now or fast forward a bit, whatever, go and watch it and come back. So just want to give you fair warning because that does, you know, like I said, I'm assuming most of you have seen it, if not all of you have seen it. But uh, just wanted to put that out there before we go screaming into complaint land. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Adam.
1: Yes, Gary. What are we going to do this week? the Doctor Who Christmas special twice upon a time. Have you no emotions, sir? How
0: can it be you? Do I know you, sir? This is the South Pole. We're at the South Pole. Of course we are. Don't you know that? This is where it happened. Where what happened? This is it.
1: The very first time
0: that I, well, you, we regenerated. My TARDIS. Look at my TARDIS. This is impossible. I might be noble. It's... but it's hideous. Bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. You no, know, I thought it probably was. That is not just me. Is he here?
1: Is the doctor here? Doctor! I knew it. I knew you couldn't be dead. You don't have the concentration.
0: You taught me to hate
1: the Daleks.
0: Billions of years ago. What you been up to since then? Destroying Daleks. Yes. All the ones who come here to murder you. Yes. I saw the mess outside.
1: Oh, i love listening to the audio i sometimes think i could just i wish they'd release audiobooks of the tv soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> when you play in the clips i often just float off just listening to it it's brilliant
0: so twice upon a time mm. it was released obviously on christmas day 2017 last year now yeah uh, written by the moth his last story directed by rachel tolaly and stars mr capaldi david bradley and Jodie Whittaker as the new Doctor, uh, Paul Mackie, Mark Gatiss, Gatiss, not getting into that argument, <laughs> um, and a few other people. Uh, the plot is thus carrying on from the end of Series Ten, where the Doctor is uh, ready to regenerate, but is not having any of it. Uh, he's at the South Pole, uh, where he bumps into his former self, the First Doctor who is also refusing to regenerate. And the two of them go off uh, on a bit of a grumpy old argumentative adventure where they, um, uh, they have a, a World War I soldier thrown into the mix um, via this, uh, this uh, interesting uh, concept of uh, this company or this whatever called Testimony that pauses people just before their their death, brings them uh, to their spaceship, I think, uh, downloads their memories, puts it all in a glass avatar of themselves, and then plops them back, ready for them to die. So this soldier's been plopped out of time, essentially. Um, they also bump into Bill, and uh, yeah, it's essentially them trying to figure out what this testimony thing is. Uh, the doctor goes off to find out the, the face of the glass avatar, the controller, which he gets from the the Dalek hive mind. Uh, Realises it's not too bad, puts a soldier back. There's a lovely moving moment from World War I. And then the doctors go off to regenerate, essentially. So that's the Crimbo special, mate, in a nutshell. <laughs> that is it, yes, what, that is it. Yeah. What did you think to uh, to this one?
1: Well, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Is, is the best way oh. I can describe it. There were oh. some lovely moments in it. Um, but overall, I, I'll be honest with you, it felt like a bit of a wasted opportunity because I was so looking forward to seeing, you know, 12 and the first doctor together, um, you know, solving some mystery, which they kind of did. And it turned out to be, you know, Oh, there's no threat. I don't know what to do when there's no threat and all that, which is all well and good because it's a nice twist, but, but it just, yeah, it just made the episode feel a little bit pointless, but, but, you know with that negative aside i overall i did really enjoy the episode um i thought it was a nice watch um i don't know i just felt it, it could have been better it, it did feel like it was just filling in the hour until the regeneration a bit but it it did also give capaldi you know um time to shine and show what an amazing doctor he's he's been mm-hmm. so so that made the episode a, a very enjoyable watch i thought i thought um david bradley was uh it gave a great performance um as the first doctor but I really and I'm gritting my teeth actually <laughs> without even realising really didn't like the way the first doctor was written and that's my biggest bugbear with the episode to be right. honest with you mate because I say so overall I enjoyed it but it really does niggle me the way the first doctor was written because he just wasn't like that. And if it had been one or two jokes uh, about the sexist on pc stuff then um might have not have bothered me so much but it was a bit relentless um i thought so that kind of took the shine off the episode for me but thankfully capaldi brought it back in the end with a fantastic performance i thought the armistice stuff uh, for the first World war was absolutely fantastic mm. um so that brought it back up, but yeah, it kind of lost it for me in the middle and I was starting to get a bit annoyed with all the um, PC stuff from the first doctor. Cause the first doctor wasn't like that. Um, and I think it does William Hartnell would a, a disjustice to, to write him like that. So yeah, that, that niggled me. But, but as I said, in between all that, I thought there was some really great stuff, some really nice work, beautifully directed and shot by Rachel Talali. Um, she did a fantastic job. And, uh, and then obviously the regeneration, which I'll save my thoughts on that till we get to it. But it's a bit of a mixed bag, I suppose, but overall I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay. It's just a few, few, few bits that niggled me and I think they could have easily been ironed out and, and, and fixed, but that's the moth for you. What about you, mate? What did you think? Yes.
0: Um, oh
1: dear. <laughs> um
0: I, I, I quite liked it. Hmm. I quite liked it, but I just thought it was um, like you, I thought it was a, a huge opportunity missed, yeah, to send Capaldi out with an amazing story. The, 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 my biggest problem was that I was really bored throughout yeah. most of. That was my biggest thing. I was waiting and waiting and waiting for something That's to really happen, hmm. and it was so flat it really was flat through the most part. And the most exciting part of it was the last couple of minutes with the regeneration because something was happening, you know? Mm. And and I think this is going to be a bit of a, an acquired taste for who found this one because I've seen so many people say that they absolutely adore it and they love it. And I think I can totally see why. Don't get me wrong. I can really see why a lot of people like it because – it's got the first doctor stuff in there and yeah, it's got nods back to lots of doctor you know it's a very fan servicey mm. episode i thought it was you know and unfortunately and i i really don't mean to to sort of bash this nail any more than what we've done over the past few years but i think the moff just really missed the point on this one, I, I I was really hoping for his sake that he was going to write his, his very last story. I thought I was really hoping he was going to go out with a massive, huge, epic, you know, regeneration worthy story. Hmm. But it was just, it was almost like, it felt like he was sat in a chair, you know, watching you know, endless loops of those RSPCC videos where he's looking at the telly and there's like, you know, animals being treated badly and he's got his, you know, his wife's left him and, just it's, it's, you know, it felt like he was just, you know, his chin was on the floor and, ah, uh, better write this Doctor Who story. Mm. You know, what can I put in here? Oh, yeah, the war. Couple of doctor. Uh, Bill, yeah, she's, yeah, give her a hug, yeah. Yeah, and it just felt really down, I don't know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, you know, it's very sad to say goodbye to a doctor and so on, in this case we're saying goodbye to two doctors effectively, Um, but that's, you know, it's not till the end, you know, and I just felt like, you know, if I could jump into a TARDIS and go and see them off when he was sort of midway through writing this, just wanted to have picked him up and shook him and just said, look... (laughs) This is a celebration of your time as the showrunner on Who. This is about you as well. It's, you know, and all this great stuff that you've done, you know, you've, you know, you've not done that great on some parts of it, but overall, you know, it's Doctor Who's been great the last, whatever, five, six years. Mm. So, you know, celebrate, don't just have this sort of melancholy, you know, down in the dumps kind of, you know, build up to this sad moment, you know, because... I don't know. If we think back to, I'm, I, and I'm trying really hard not to be negative because I did enjoy it. I, it wasn't a bad watch or anything, but I just feel mm. like it could have been, you know, to quote, you know, the 10th Doctor, so much more. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, if we think, could have been, yeah. If we think back to the end of time, part one and two, yes, we had that in the back of our minds that Tennant was leaving. But you never got, you know, with the exception of him... Uh, you know, those little tiny little bumps throughout those two parts where Murray's score kicked in and, you know, mm. it wasn't until like the last bit that it was really sad and pulling at the heartstrings. The rest of it was action packed and there was stuff going on and it wasn't this sort of sad, you know, down in the dumps kind of, you know, the world needed saving. So he was on the job. He needed, a, yeah. there was a job he had to do and, you know, the regeneration side of things you just put to the back of your mind, you know, you know that's coming. Whereas this one, because the regeneration was always there, you know, it, it just felt so, I don't know. I, I wanted more of a celebration of Capaldi's era mm. rather than a, you know, obituary. It's it just, I don't
1: know. No, no, I totally hear you, mate, because I was sort of thinking about 20 minutes in um, I sort of like the start of it. You know, you, you, we get in a few bit of banter between the two doctors. It's all good. And then suddenly the doctor makes, the first doctor makes a a sort of remark about, yes, males can be nurses too. And that, for me, that was the first sort of clanger where it started to, I was like, what, what's What's that all about? You know, the doctor doesn't hammer home mm. PC things like that. Um, and then it kind of, it just became a, 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 an episode of set pieces rather than a story. Because about 20 minutes in, I was thinking to myself where's this going this is just a this is just a mm-hmm. an hour episode of moments like so we had the doctor and the two doctors in the tARDIS and all that okay then they get introduced to bill okay bill's back right and we're we're 25 minutes into the episode now so where's the story and I was I was like you getting a bit frustrated thinking this is all lovely I'm liking these scenes but that's all they are. They're scenes. There's no story here. And I was getting quite, as I said, quite frustrated really. Um so then, you know, and and the fact like it turns out to be a non-threat. I mean, yeah, that's okay, but it, again, it just it does feel like the moth has just really worn himself out. I mean that's that that's how I felt when I watched it. Yeah, I felt like yeah. he's written some lovely stuff in there, but he obviously couldn't think of a good story because there isn't a good storyline in there really. It's just a series of nice moments. Yes. Um, and some, and some of those moments for me didn't hit the mark and some of them really did. Um, so yeah, it's in the middle part just, just lost me really, because like you said, you, you got the first doctor and Capaldi. So you got two fantastic actors there. Um, to be honest with you, working miracles with the material they were given. Mm-hmm. Uh Well, particularly Bradley, I thought was, because it's a weird thing for me to say, but I loved his performance, but I hated the way he was written. I kept thinking, God, imagine if he was actually written well, he'd be phenomenal. Yeah. This guy, you yeah. know, I, because I, he, he's not, I think what, Bradley's doing is he's not trying to do an impression of the First Doctor because he's way off the mark mm-hmm. I think what Bradley's decided to do is he's trying to encompass the essence of the First Doctor yeah. rather than try yeah. and be, because he's not you know, if, you've, if you if watch any of the First Doctor episodes and you watch Bradley's performance, they're worlds apart, really, you know in terms of the voice and, and just the way he's written, but but he does a good job of, of getting the essence of that sort of tetchy, but but still <laughs> You know, a warm someone you can warm to. Like it's lovely when they go into that that um, spaceship and you know they've got the wrong doctor and they say you are the war doctor and he's like never. And you think, mm. well, that's Hartnell because yes, Hartnell's doctor wouldn't be. He'd be he'd be absolutely defiant that he's not the war doctor, never, not yeah. on his time. And I liked that because that shows the difference between the two doctors. But then again, then they start throwing in the stuff about. Polly cleaning the TARDIS after that and all this sort of stuff and it's like no, that just no. wasn't yeah the Doctor was Doctor was landed in the 60s he wasn't born in the 60s he doesn't have those human unPC views he might the only th- the only bit that, that made me chuckle in terms of the way the doctor was written on pc was when he told bill she'd get a smack bottom if she didn't stop swearing and that was the only bit that made me laugh because that's the only thing i could relate to you know i think the doctor said to susan didn't he She'd get a jolly good smack bottom or something so okay i can let that go because that might be something the first doctor would say but but a lot of the other stuff um you know especially when they go into his tardis um what is it he's saying to bill something about i've had a experience of the female gender. Yeah. Was like, oh, oh for goodness sake, just one or two jokes, yes, but you're keeping going with it, Stephen. And it was really beginning to you can <laughs> you can hear my voice now, really beginning to annoy <laughs> me. Um yeah. but I just thought Bradley worked wonders with it because even though it was driving me nuts, um but maybe because I'm such a fan of the first doctor anyway, I love Hartnell as the doctor. Um that maybe that's what it really, you know, got to me. But I just thought, well it's amazing that I'm still enjoying this because Bradley's you know, working wonders with with what he's given. You know, there are other nice moments, like when he says about wearing the shades all the time mm. and indoors and all that sort of thing. And that was all lovely stuff. And you know, and the, and the sort of touchiness of Hartnell, I think he got just right. You know, being very snappy and let's get on with it and that stuff. But yeah, it it just I agree with you, mate. It just felt like a. It felt like the moth sat down. He couldn't think of anything, so he he just sort of wrote a. a A series of nice moments and there's no real story in there and there's you know you've got two great doctors that could have been working together to achieve something and then they go off at the end of regenerate it it was just a bit of a wasted opportunity i think it it felt like he was just filling that hour to get to the regeneration and and send capaldi off you know the thing that saved it for me was the the bit at the end um Because I think that, you know, with the armistice and the the two sides playing football, because that's something in history that's always fascinated me, that that's a true, you know, it's a real event that actually happened. I think it's a really important event. And I love the fact it's now part of Doctor Who's history because it might introduce a younger audience that perhaps don't know that story or maybe they don't even realize it's true. Mm. So it's a real thing. I love the fact they brought it into it. I thought it was really nice. I thought it was beautifully shot. And I thought they handled it well because it could have, it was just on the borderline. I thought of getting a bit too sentimental and taking it away from what is a really, a ama- you know, it's quite a, it's an important moment I think in our history. Uh, and I always find it incredible that the next day everyone goes back to blowing. Ch- I just don't know how, you know, that happened. But anyway, but but I thought it was a nice moment in in the show, and and I, I like the fact that it's been put into Doctor Who's history so that it's you know there um so that brought me back into it but yeah i don't know it's just like we're so excited to see 12 and the first doctor together and they didn't really do anything i mean when the doctor gets to rusty he kind of tells the first doctor to wait there doesn't he? he's like oh you just staying back there so the doctor doesn't really get to do anything at all you know no, i know what you mean It annoyed me a bit um, Yeah. what did you think of the return of our <laughs> metal friend because there was a big build up one there I was like oh my god who's it going to be who's it going to be rusty yeah <laughs> what I was really like that was a big like moment of when I was just like seriously what <laughs> I wasn't impressed I don't, wh- what about you
0: <laughs> yeah it was um a bit of an anti climax really big time um yeah i for some reason in my head i thought we were going to see the nutty um, do you remember i know he, I know he didn't survive but the, you know it's Doctor Who so he could always have it could have brought him back in some way but you know the um you know Dalek Khan the crazy yeah the mad
1: one yeah, yeah.
0: I for some reason I thought it was going to be him up there going mad yeah um I know Rusty wasn't a bad shout really it's just a bit of an anti climax really because <laughs> it it was at that point that when the doctor found out who the who the testimony dudes were mm. that's when another anti-climax happened because that's when the Doctor realises, oh, you know, they're not a threat. You know, nothing's going to happen, so let's just go home.
1: Yeah, it, would, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? It's like, oh, well,
0: yeah. let's go home, yeah. I would have much rather have seen, and I'm not saying that the, the Doctor should have faced off, you know, this cliched, you know, it's a big story, so let's bring the Daleks back as a threat. I'm not saying they should have done that, but I think that the two Doctors should have teamed up and, and, and faced more of a threat that, you know, even bring back whatever you like, you know, and I'm not saying because it's a, a big important story that we should have had, you know, a battle with the Daleks or the Cybermen, whatever, bring back the Autons, bring back whatever you like, just bring back something that's a, a decent, so the Doctor's got one last big fight in him mm. because it, it felt like throughout the episode he was just ready to lay down and there was, no, there was not enough teamwork. I understand that it's quite funny because we've had that, you know, in previous multi-doctor stories where there's always a squabble, you know, they never get along 100%, especially at the mm. beginning, you know. So I, I get that because that's the Doctor's sort of overarching personality trait. You know, it's, he's unique. He's a one-off. He doesn't want to be compared to anybody, especially his own former or future self. So I get that. But mm. I would just like to have seen them... You know, it I'd like to have seen a bigger threat, them team up, handle it together, and like you said, then go off and have your generation. Mm. Um yeah, so the rusty thing, it was that point that the story really just took a nosedive because Yeah. You know, the whole testimony thing, it was just a bit of a a sort of wishy washy. Yeah, it didn't really it didn't really do anything to I well The only thing really it really did was to just give an excuse for bill to be there that's true you know the only the only way that and it didn't really do any justice to the really nice exit that she had at the end of series 10 you know Mm. where heather turned up and there was that lovely romantic thing and they were going off to the stars together and then now she's just you know a glass avatar and where's
1: heather now I was thinking, where's Heather? Yeah, and yeah, I must admit, it felt very. um, It it felt like she was brought back. There was no purpose to bring her back, really. Um, Although it was nice to see Bill again. It was. Yeah. Uh, It was. It was pointless, wasn't it? She didn't get to do anything. She turned out to just be a collection of memories. Mm. Um, What about the bit at the end when they bring Nard? (laughs) Nard. When they had the nice. The three of them hugging his stuff. I mean, I was thinking, who else are going to bring? Oh, actually, I've I've just remembered the other bit. Maybe I'm jumping forward a little bit too much, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was just another
0: one of those little moments that, like you described earlier, it was just another moment in a series of moments, Mm. you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, before we get on to the ending parts with those peoples, um, Mm -hmm. there were some very good parts there were some things that I really did like. One thing that really stood out to me throughout the entire story was it wasn't just a celebration of Capaldi and the moths era and so on, but also Murray Gold's era mm. on the show because they brought back some really nice themes that were used in the RTD era, stuff like that. So when um, David Bradley is regenerating, we had that lovely Veil vale Datum that they use for Tenants. Yeah, Uh, stuff like um you know towards the end of his time and uh we had bill steam and we had um, a couple of other themes as well that we used early on in doctor who so and also some newer bits as well so i really really liked that murray gold was um you know his music was used you know some newer stuff for this episode but then some of his oldest things that he had wrote for previous doctors and and stuff so I thought that was really really nice. I really liked the the way the music was weaved into the the moments throughout. It was a,
1: it was a it was a it was basically a Murray Gold Grace hit, wasn't it? Um it's funny mm-hmm. you say that because the first time I watched it I didn't really get that and I was thinking to myself god Murray's really like, not bothering this with this episode, he's just throwing in all his old stuff. He's obviously like run out of new material. And then, of course, on a second watch, I was like, Well, of course, yes, he's doing it's, it's intentional, isn't it? And I didn't get that the first time, I must admit, with you. I actually thought, you know, the opposite. I was like, Well, this is, you know, why is he throwing this in there? And I know, but I get it now. It's, it's, it's because, you know, I think, although it's not been confirmed, it's pretty much certain that Morris left, Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, to move, he's moved on. So, yeah, it's it's a Murray Gold greatest hits, and I think it does work actually. When I watched it again the other day, I thought, oh, actually, yeah, I know, I like it, I do like it. But um, I mean, his music is is beautiful. I mean, the, the pieces that we got in this episode um, are are stunning. Mm, yeah. but, but but I don't know, it was it was odd at first to hear something that was very prominent in the temp Doctor era coming in over David Bradley. You know, mm. I, I don't know, it was it was a strange mix. Uh, the first time I watched it, I thought, but yeah, yeah. it worked for me on second time. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, i really like the visuals as well i thought it looked absolutely beautiful Mm. Um, the effect with the snowflakes stopping that was good yeah i thought that was really good i thought the the wartime had like a sort of nice muted color palette quite looked quite gritty they didn't go for the super clean Mm. stuff you know it did look quite nice and
1: the shot of the two tardis on the hill with the sunset mm, sunset was beautiful that was awesome
0: Yeah, yeah really good um, what do you reckon, to so this was um, a talking point as well, which was inside um, the first Doctor's t- the set for the, the original TARDIS mm. because we had that, that wall that we never saw that was apparently yeah. where the cameras were back in the day. So we never got to see that wall because, you know, that was where we saw into the set and we only saw the other walls. And it had this kind of plasticky um, sort of, hexagon round thing pattern going on, you know, um, what do you reckon to the, the recreation of that, the first doctor's TARDIS? Cause we didn't really see it that much. I thought we were going to see it a bit more than that, but.
1: Yeah, I didn't like it. I'll be honest with you. No, well, no, I suppose it's because I'm comparing it to what we saw in Adventure Space and Time, which was fantastic. This, the, um, I understand why they've got that wall there, um, but I'm, I'm going to forever refer to it as the IKEA Tardis wall because that's what it looks like. (laughs) Um, but it, no, I, I mean, I understand what's there, and I wouldn't have minded if it had just been in a shot, a couple of shots, but they seem to want to make it really prominent. Hmm in all the shots of the Doctor's TARDIS. And I was thinking, I don't want to see that wall. I want to see the glorious TARDIS roundels. Yeah. Um, and, and the funny thing is, they went to a lot of effort to recreate some of the other stuff in the TARDIS, and they did it brilliantly, like the clock. Um. What's that funny... Um, electronic thing that, that that's in there as well. I can't think of the name of oh, it. Um, the, the box that's on the, by the wall that says "Come and have a look at it." And you know that's beautifully <laughs> recreated. And um, there was yeah, the, you know the, there was lots of other stuff like the, the oh I don't know what they are, but the, all the stuff in the first Doctor Stardust was beautifully recreated. And like I say, I understand why they had to have that wall there, but I just wish it hadn't have been. Yeah. It was as if they wanted to show it off, like, oh, look, we've got this new wall that, you know, you never saw. And I was like, I don't want to see that wall. I want to see the classic mm-hmm. TARDIS rounders. I mean, I sort of noticed they made the time rotor sort of um, less fluent to be more screen accurate, like it didn't sort of flow yeah. up and down nicely. Yeah. I thought, well, okay. So, you, so it seemed like they tried very hard to make it authentic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, uh, to me, it seemed like it could have been brilliant but they just decided to shoot it showing that wall all the time and it annoyed me because I, I didn't weird. like it. it looked cheap yeah
0: I, I love the fact that they they used the original sound effect for the doors opening and mm. the way the doors opened i thought you know they they nailed that, that. Was lovely. Um, yeah. but they should have just got, got the the set people back to do it as they did in adventure in space and, in space and time they should have just got those you know that same set because like you said that was absolutely beautiful for that and yeah. it was a. I think that was a bit more screen accurate than what yeah. they used here.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with you, mate. And I think I know people are going to be shouting at us, saying yes. But by the time <laughs> Planet was filmed, they only had two walls, and it was you know. So they're trying to make. I get that, but Ooh. then then why not just shoot it with the two round walls? Why do we even need to see? Yeah. We didn't need to see it in the 10th planet. Why do we need to see it in this or have it in the background? Or I don't know. It seemed like they went to an awful lot of effort to get everything right and then mm-hmm. they just shoved that silly wall in the background and it kind of, yeah, just took every, you know, all the hard work away, I thought. Yeah. Let's talk about some characters then. Yes. Uh,
0: what did you reckon to um, the captain then, Mark Gatiss? It was... Um, not a bad performance, I would say. I actually
1: thought yeah. he was very good. Mm. Um I, I might sound a bit surprised in that, because I like Mark Gatiss or orgastic. I like him. Um but he often when he when he's doing performance, he often feels to me like he's playing a character. And I don't mean that in a nasty way, but it's just the way he often performs. So he's always seems to me like he's in character. Whereas with this performance, he toned it down a little bit and I found him quite believable. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I actually really, really liked him in this. I thought he I thought he played it really well. Um, And I I liked the character a tiny bit sentimental in the way he was written and stuff. Um, But then sometimes when you're playing that stiff upper British lip character, it is easy to sort of feel a little bit, you know, like that but no i i thought he was really good mate i really liked him i was a bit worried when he was first announced because i was like oh mark gattis in it again because <laughs> he's been in it a few times as different people and he uh, mm-hmm. normally under a lot of prosthetics and stuff but um but i know i thought he gave a really nice performance actually what well, did you like him yeah i did actually but
0: for that reason that you mentioned where he wasn't he's kind of toned it down a little bit and played Tone it, it a,
1: yeah yeah it
0: felt like a bit more of an honest performance from him yeah Mainly because of the part he was playing and what he was involved in, you know, the whole armistice thing and what he, you know that in the middle of war, you know, it's it, he's probably not going to be the most happiest of chaps, and um, and you know the, the the way he played the amazement on his face when he went inside the TARDISes and uh, and all that stuff, and he was quite sort of subtly funny as well. Mm. You know, he just had these little, so I think his performance was really good. It wasn't the typical, like you say, you know, always, you know, in some sort of caricature of something. Yeah. It was very honest. So yeah, I didn't mind him at all. What do you reckon to his, um, the reveal, you know, just before, you know, he goes, he gets plopped back into his timeline.
1: Well, I don't know about you. I saw it coming a mile off. Uh, I don't know if it's just because there's been rumors of it though. Maybe it's just implied in my mind, but I was waiting for it all the way through the episode. Mm-hmm um and do you know what i think personally if it, it it's just that the moth seems to have this fascination with keep bringing up the brigadier and i think if he hadn't <laughs> done it so much in his era it would have felt a lot it would have hit home a lot harder i thought it, it just i it was a bit like when he revealed it It was a bit like and it didn't do anything for me at all um and i want to just clarify something i absolutely love the character of the brigadier and I love having nods to him in the show. Mm-hmm. But it's just that the moth's done it a few times now. I mean, let's, you know, let's not forget Cyber Brig. God, uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He's, he just keeps <laughs> throwing it in there as if to say, oh, by the way, I, you know, he's a classic series reference, the Brigadier. I know you love him, so I'll put that in there again. And it, it, it I don't know, it just hmm. didn't really do anything for me. And it should off because I love the Brigadier um, as a character. And, and Nicholas Cawney was was fantastic. And I love having him being remembered in the series. So... So on one hand I love it, but it yeah, I don't know. I it didn't I just sort of went, Yeah. <laughs> you know, it didn't do anything for me really. Yeah. I know what you mean. But yeah. I like kinda like it, I suppose. I like I just like the fact that they put it in there. But yeah, I don't know. What did you think? I, I
0: didn't mind it. It was it was quite cool. Um, it was just uh Yeah. Because um, it was the Briggs grandfather or his father or something, wasn't it? It was
1: I didn't quite get it. I, still, I watched it. Even when I watched it the other day, I was like, what was he supposed to be? Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, lo- I do love the fact that they put the brig back in there, but it's just that it's been done a few times now in the mafia. Yeah. Era. yeah. It's as if he can't think of anything else. <laughs> That's <laughs> you know? exactly it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So Clara's back, albeit yeah. very briefly. We Thank all knew goodness. that it was brief. Kind of, yeah. yeah. It was really brief as well. It kind of reminded me of when Matt Smith regenerated and Amy. Kind of walked around the stairs and Yeah. came down and you know said her piece and when I was really hoping because we knew she was coming there was no way that the moth could not get through this story without bringing no, her no. back. I know, I know. Um,
1: so I'm just thankful that it was really brief. Um, I must admit, I, I let out the most almighty groan <laughs> when she appeared on the screen. You would have laughed your head off. I was like, oh, no. Because <laughs> I knew she, like you said, I knew she'd be coming. And yeah. to, I'll be honest with you, despite my dislike of the of Clara, um, I, I don't begrudge him putting her in. I really don't, I actually. Because as, no. as much as I groaned, it was like, oh, God, here she is. Here she is. As much as I begrudge, I don't begrudge it because, you know, she's a big part of the Moss era yes, yeah. and it was inevitable, like you said. So I was prepared for it. And I think he got it just right. Actually, it was just a small, tiny little cameo. Um, and so, yeah, it was fine. It, I thought it was yeah. absolutely fine. Although a bit weird that he now has all his memories back and that's a bit strange. Isn't it? I was going to
0: say, yeah, that's a bit, cause does he remember Clara now then? Because, because it seems like it. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I mean it's I, I didn't really mind it because I think as the showrunner he is allowed a little bit of whimsy and a little oh, bit of you know nostalgia yeah. so, because Russell T did that didn't he with um when the doctor goes and visits his past companions. Yeah. You know, maybe a lot of people groaned when oh yeah, Rose is back again. But you, yeah. know, but, you know, I think he, they're they're allowed to have that little bit of you know when they're closing out their era and they're bringing it back full circle, I think they're allowed a bit of a bit of sway there.
1: No, I'll but, give him that one yeah. because it's his last story as well. And it? it's the last, well, unless yeah. he writes under, you know, the new showrunner. Yeah, I think we can, we can allow him this one. And it wasn't bad at all, was it? I mean, it was a, in many ways, just was quite a nice little, yeah. tiny little cameo. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And then we had Nardi, like you said earlier, Nardo popped up and.
1: I quite liked it when he popped up. I'll be honest with you. I, got, <laughs> I did, I did feel a grin come across my face because he's like. What's he say? He says so funny when he first walks up, doesn't he? He's like, oh, I'm here. And the doctor's <laughs> but, you know, like, Oh, just when yeah. it couldn't get any worse. So <laughs> I thought, because oh, that was nice, actually, because I really liked that TARDIS team, those three mm. together. Um, and I love the way the doctor and Nardi spar off each other. So I, <laughs> I actually really was quite pleased when he yeah. appeared from nowhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I still like that relationship between the two of them, where Nardal's quite. Authoritative with the doctor yeah. at times, where he's quite jokey and funny, like you would expect Mac Lucas to be. But then he kind of changes his mood quite quickly, and he's like, "Don't die," you know. He, he kind of tries to give the, that, you know, that strong advice. And Capaldi having none of it, obviously, because it's only mm. Nardo in his eyes. But I like that relationship between the two of them, where Nardo is comfortable enough that he can stand up to the doctor and say those things where mm. some other people can't. So um yeah, I did like Nardis return. It's quite cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I thought it was just nice to see the three of them together. And you know, we got to see a little bit of Capaldi's earlier sort of version of the Twelfth Doctor, where he's like um quite sh- sharp with them because he yes. says, "You're not yeah. even here. Mm-hmm. You're just me- you're just memories. You're not even really here." As if like you know, he's still being a bit. He's not sort of giving into the fact that you know, well, they weren't really there. But you know what I mean? He's not sort of yeah. having any of the sentimentality, is he? Which I thought was played back to his earlier sort yes. of performance. So that was yeah. good. Speaking of Capaldi, actually, I think he did a fabulous job
0: with the, with the script here. It was one of those kind of Matt Smith situations for me, mm. where, he, where the script and the story wasn't that good, but he absolutely just ploughed on and carried it forward. And every scene that he was in, pretty much, he, was either, he either had that uh, kind of strong classic who feel to him like some of the earlier doctors or Mm. or you saw his i mean he was pretty strong throughout most of the episode really even right at the end yeah when he was regenerating he was still quite you know powerful with his little final speech and Mm. you know there was there wasn't any tears put it that way
1: no he was excellent in it i thought really really good Mm. i'm curious to know he said um in an interview didn't he um just before it aired that there was a A bit where he said something like, I don't normally sort of step in and change the writing, he said. But there was something towards the end of the regeneration that I just said, could I change that? Because I don't think I don't think that's what my doctor would say. And apparently Mm -hmm. Stephen Moffat was like, yeah, yeah, I rewrite it and rewrote it overnight. I'm really curious to know which bit that was. I kept Mm -hmm. thinking it all the way through. I wonder which bit he well, I suppose if it was rewritten, we wouldn't know. But which bit was changed or mm. what was originally written? I'd be interested if the moth ever does a book like Russell's The Riot's Tale. I mean, that'd be fascinating, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, to, to to hear all the stuff, you know, he had thoughts of and never did. But, yeah, I just wondered which bit Capaldi was, was not very happy with enough to say to Stephen, could I, could you change that? You know, and I think he said it was certain to the regeneration, but I might be wrong. But um, but it was good. I mean, I, I love the fact he cares so much, and I thought he he was absolutely fantastic in the episode, especially towards the end
0: mm.
1: when he's just sort of looking around and he compares his life to the battlefield, and he gives that speech. That was fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At yeah. what point were you starting to well up? Because there was a couple of moments, but they weren't the moments I thought they would be. If you know what I mean? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was there was a moment early on where.
0: Um, when we get the, when Bill comes back and he's just very, uh, and that isn't really a sad moment that you would think would make you well up, but it was that bit where she runs over and hugs him. Mm -hmm. But then he gets his Sonic out and he starts scanning for, you know, what she actually is. And I thought, Oh no, he's not even showing any kind of, you know, emotion about seeing Bill again, you know, because when the doctor loses a companion, which is another common trait we see over lots of doctors, you know they take it quite. They don't. You know, bang on about it, but you can see it kind of cuts them inside a little bit. Mm. But, but even then, he was like, "No, no," and I thought, "Oh, Peter, it's like because <laughs> <laughs> obviously we knew Bill was back, and but yeah, it, it's just a very different relationship than what we've seen throughout Series Ten with him and Bill." But I really, you know, I started to to go when, um, that close up of Peter in the TARDIS at the end. And he's got it in his mind, I think, throughout the story that he's going to die. He's not going to regenerate because he says to to Bill and Nardol, doesn't he? Why can't I rest? Yeah, yeah. And then he's in the TARDIS and he's made his mind up. But then there's that close-up of him and he's just, you know, he's that tiny little, tiny little bit of a grin out of one side of his mouth, but he's still quite sad in his face where he's just like, oh, another lifetime won't hurt. And I was like, oh, God. So that got me.
1: Mm. I gotta say, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't. I thought I was getting through the regeneration speech without getting too emotional. And then um, uh, I think actually, weirdly, I think this might sound strange, but it's when the ring fell off the finger. I suddenly felt a little bit. It was as if that was the final moment of him. Right. (gasps) He's actually gone. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Maybe it just all caught up with me at that moment. But just seeing, because that's Capaldi's wedding ring, isn't it? Isn't it the wedding ring that he had? It's his win- real so. wedding ring, but they made a sort of thing to go around it to yeah, turn it into yeah. another ring or something. So because he never takes his wedding ring off ever, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they I think they they built sort of like a second day ring to go over it to make it look more spacey. or Well, I don't know. But um, but yeah, that's what kind of got me because that was a, that was a sort of finalization of he's gone, I think. Um, so that got me a little bit, there was something Bill said, I think that was the first time I actually got a little choked, something Bill said, and I forget now, it might've been something like everybody cares about somebody or so. I don't know. There was a little thing she said. I thought, Oh God, that's hit home a little. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't as emotional. I thought I'd be an emotional wreck and I wasn't, I found it. I found I was moved by it definitely, but I I wasn't the sort of big, Ball of tears, that I was expecting to be, if no. you know what
0: I mean. It wasn't an end of time part two moment, put it that way. No, no, no which always has me bawling like a <laughs> small child, but yeah, it was moving for sure. And, I, and I'm glad they went back to the over the top regeneration as well, because I'm a sucker for that. Because when, oh, yeah. you know, when Matt Smith regenerated into Capaldi, it was very quick, lightning strike, and awful,
1: you wasn't know, it, it was <laughs> you know,
0: very, very quick. And Wow, yeah. wow, that was it. So I'm glad they went back to the whole. Yellow regenerate energy like exploding and everything
1: kicking off and the bit I loved was the um time rotor bursting into flame in the middle of the glass and I was like, Oh yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Like that.
0: Um okay, so leading on to then uh Jody at the very end. Very, very Mm -hmm. because we said it, didn't we? We said, Will she be in it as a more of a substantial character, or will we just get the classic right at the end? And I said I'm I'm pretty sure that it's going to be right at the end.
1: Yeah, and I must admit, I was nearly thrown because when they put the start of the regeneration in the trailer, which I know really burnt your bacon, Mm. I was convinced then that that wasn't the real regeneration. I was like, no, 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 that'll be him letting off a bit and then (laughs) bringing it back in. That won't be it. So when it actually was, (laughs) I was a bit surprised. I'll be honest with you. I thought, blimey, they actually did put it in the trailer, the idiots. What a
0: ridiculous Uh, thing to uh, do.
1: I kept. Th- I thought, yeah. I really that did throw me. I re- really didn't think that was going to be the regeneration. But that aside, I, I I thought it was a great. I mean, it was a great end to the episode. It really mm-hmm. did. I did go back and watch it like two or three times straight away. That last few minutes because it was like, wow. It's like you said. After a whole hour of nothing really happening, suddenly the last five minutes everything kicked in and we got a new doctor. <laughs> and it, I thought it was a brilliant regeneration. It did remind me a little bit of. Um, uh tenant to smith with everything exploding and yes. the doctor falling out of the tardis that's a shame actually because i suppose it's difficult i'm getting a little bit bored of the doctor regenerating in the tardis and it blowing up if you know what i mean so it did feel <laughs> it, it felt a little bit stale in that sense but i thought it was done brilliantly and i i yeah. just everything about the way it looked and also i love the fact that she's clinging on for dear life i thought well clearly she's not going to fall out the tardis and then she did and i was <laughs> like oh yeah Okay, and then you just see it burning inside. I hmm. thought that was fantastic. Um, I really don't know how they're going to pick up for that next, you know, in the next series. I can't wait to find out, actually. But, yeah. What do you think to Jodie's first words, then? Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah. I'm, I'm,
0: she has got a sort of northern accent, hasn't she? she has I like got, it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going mad. She has
1: got the... No, she
0: has Yeah. Ah, yeah. oh, brilliant.
1: I just felt sorry for yeah. her when she went face flat on her face in, like, <laughs> in two seconds. I was like, oh looked like it really hurt. Uh, she's been... It did look like she went full pal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm
0: excited though. N- you know, it's, it, it sounds like a very fickle thing to say because, you know, Capaldi's mm. only just gone.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but when you see Jodie, like her face, like her expression, and she's got that glint in her eyes, she's got a little grin, even though it's all kicking off, you know, she's got that grin. and But then she, yeah she tumbles out. I don't know. I'm excited about what's going to happen.
1: I tell you what I love, and I can I can genuinely say this I'm not absolutely hundred percent telling the truth now. To my surprise, she instantly felt like the doctor, mm. and the reason I'm saying I'm not lying or anything is because we only got to see her so briefly. That probably sounds ridiculous, <laughs> but but what i was trying to say is sometimes you, you you know they appear on screen so short and you don't get any sort of feeling or. You sort of think, okay, well, we'll see where they go. They're, they might be good. They might be, I don't know. Something about her just immediately I thought, I like her. Hmm. And, you know, I really hope that I'm right in that gut feeling. It's, and that's all it can be from that short scene. It can only be a gut feeling. But I love the fact that I did genuinely get that oh, cool. from her yeah. tiny little appearance. On I just thought, ah, oh. I don't know, just her being oh, brilliant. And she looked like she was sort of ready to go. And then everything blew up. And, I don't know. I just got a very good feeling about her straight away, which mm. i you know, which I liked. So hopefully she's going to be amazing. Hopefully, hopefully, she's got big shoes to fill. I mean, Capaldi, mm. you know, let's just go back to it for a second. Was a fantastic doctor. Mm. Once again, you know, a little underserved in the writing, unfortunately, but so glad he got series ten because I think things definitely improve his doctor in that that series but definitely. yeah but, um yeah big shoes to fill but i don't know i've got a good feeling about have. uh joe yeah. Yeah. really she, have. she looks cool yeah i don't know why i've got this Davison vibe i really don't know what that is <laughs> uh, uh, honestly i just keep thinking it's that sort of lightness a bit more fluffy a bit more uh-huh. i don't know a bit more fun smiley str- maybe that's what it is just the fact that she sort of gave that grin yeah. and said oh brilliant and i don't know I'm sort of getting a fifth doctor vibe already i don't know I'm, I'm, I'm liking it, though. Wherever I'm feeling, I'm liking it. Yes, I, I agree. Yes.
0: Yeah. Is there anything you want to mention before we move on to our first scores of 2018?
1: There is just one little thing, um, and it was something I saw the first day I got back from China was some screen grabs. I don't know what show it's from. might have been... They don't have the fan show now, do they? It, might, it was some behind-the-scenes thing. And it was showing the Mondasian Cybermen with uh, Bradley's Doctor and some scenes that they cut from the beginning oh yes that was have you seen mm. that now why would they because apparently right it's actually it's rachel i've seen this the video someone sent it to me elijah sent it to me and said you know this is what they shot but didn't use and it's like the you know the the bit from the 10th planet mm. and she's talking about the fact that the moths got the writing wrong and he's making them shoot from their head whereas in the 10th planet they shot from the sort of panels around yeah. their waist. so she, maybe that's why they didn't use it because they realized it was wrong but but i don't know it seems odd it would have been i think it would have been lovely to at least have seen the Mondatian sideband, even if it was really briefly at the beginning like it was planned but what mm. they shot and cut looked great to me i don't know about you like it looked
0: really good yeah I, that is interesting it would have been nice to have seen at least something else
1: <laughs> it would have given the episode of something extra yeah. for
0: sure yeah maybe because of bill's exit and we had quite a big cyberman Mondatians. Yeah. Cyberman story at the end of series 10 maybe they didn't want to over egg the pudding but i don't know it would have been cool to cool to see maybe we'll get it as deleted scenes on the blu-ray and dvd that's coming out that we can add to the the already bunch of blu-rays and dvds that we've bought
1: (laughs) i hope so mate i I would like to see them because they were only really showing them on on the monitor it wasn't properly you know no sound effects and stuff so i would like i'd like to see those scenes to see Hmm. see because it looked you know, it looked like they really faithfully recreated the 10th planet set and everything. And you know? then mm-hmm. we just didn't get to see much of that. So
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: But no, that's the only thing that's the only little thing. I'm, I'm I, yeah. Hopefully they'll end up on the Blu-ray release, but no, in the BBC, they won't.
0: <laughs> they'll do a special edition version. Yeah. It's becoming a bit like,
1: you know, in 2030.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right. Scores. Okie dokie. Who wants to go first?
1: Uh, Can you go first? Because I'm struggling with this one.
0: Sure. I will give it a 6.5.
1: Right. Right. 6.5. I'm struggling because I marked it as a 7.5. Right. Um, And then I went back and I wanted to see what I scored Dr. Mysterio. And I scored Dr. Mysterio 7.5, which uh, is surprising. (laughs) And I definitely enjoyed this more. So I might have to go up to an 8. So I'm going to go for an eight, and I'm going to say I'm going up for an eight because of the regeneration at the end and the armistice stuff and some of the other bits. But, right. um, yeah, I don't know. I, I've struggled with it. It's so, so weird. It's a bit like the new Star Wars. On one hand, I absolutely loved bits of it. And on the other hand, I've got so many issues with it. Mm. So it's a difficult one. It I is. think it was good, but not great. So I don't know. I read yeah. What shall I do? Eight or seven? I don't know. Yeah, I scored it fairly low
0: because I thought it was a, a massive opportunity missed. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm not happy with the circumstances in which we got this story either. So because Chibnall didn't want to start his era on a Christmas special and the moth realised that if, we, if they didn't put out a Doctor Who Christmas special one year, they might miss the slot and you wouldn't get them anymore. They was kind of forced into a corner. So he had to rewrite the end of series 10 and then was kind of forced to write this one. Yeah. So I would have much preferred Capaldi to have gone um, at the end of The Doctor Falls. I thought, you know, the way, you know, the big explosion that he was involved in at the end and, you know, I would have much preferred that to be his exit story. Whereas this, it was good, don't get me wrong, but it was just no story in here worthwhile of a decent score for me.
1: I, I do yeah i do hear you mate i do hear you yeah i just i just can't really think where to score it really i think i should go with my gut of 7.5 i you, think you want to that's what that well that's what i wrote down it's just i only changed it because of what i scored mysterio because i was thinking well i enjoyed this more than that um but no that's why i wrote 7.5 let's lock that in, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: let's lock that in. final answer
0: final answer all <laughs> <laughs> righty what did our our gorgeous listeners think uh, let's jump mm. over to Twitter first. So Sarah Louise Baggett said, it was absolutely brilliant. The story was well written. Capaldi, Bradley and Gattis delivered great performances and the portrayal of the Xmas Day truce was perfect. A beautiful nod to such an important historic event. Mm. Uh, what a way to 12, for 12 to finish. Uh, Blazing Callum29 says, interesting story with great acting. Lovely to see old music and the first Doctor footage returning. Mm. Uh, however... I hate that they made lots of sexist remarks just to spite people who aren't in favour of the whole female Doctor thing. Seven yeah, out of ten. I'm not sure yeah. that was the motivation, but mm, I see your be. point there, Callum. Mm. Uh, the Gallifrey and Whovian said, uh, it was a fun watch, but it felt somewhat lacking. You can tell that Peter was meant to regenerate in the Doctor Falls. Yeah. Nice to see a few small cameos from 12's era. Uh, Bradders was brill. but the chauvinist attitude wasn't needed. Uh, He gave it a 7.9. Okay. Uh, He also said, uh, when I met Capaldi in 2016, I pleaded to him to promise to stay on after series 10. And he looked at me and said, we'll see, smiled and winked. He kept his promise to me and persuaded 12 to hold out for one last adventure. So he says, thank you, Peter. (laughs) Nice. Mr. Dalek Empress says, like with some of Moffat's stories, if you delve into the plot too much, it unravels Mm. a bit, um, like where's Puddle Bill and is old dead and how is, and how is he now a glass person but overall this episode had good moments and gives us two regenerations he goes on to say to add to the growing list of regenerations we've had this decade which has to be a new record sad to see the TARDIS interior go I feel like it's been underused in some stories especially series 9 Jodie's first scene was well written and with atmosphere and with a great cliffhanger which I uh, hadn't had in a while Uh, The Doctor will obviously survive the fall, as Time Lords don't get hurt during the first 18 hours of a new body, Ah. but I'm still excited for Series 11. Yes. Um, Neil, Twitter name Brighter Moon, says, I really liked it, I think the story was perfect, but David Bradley and Peter Capaldi really worked well together, Capaldi especially, showing us all how wonderful of a Doctor he is, and I'll miss him. His regeneration was moving, and the introduction to 13 was brilliant, 8 out of 10 okay um it's an interesting one twitter name little big blue box oh hello was okay for a bit of a christmas day fun would have preferred for the regeneration at the end of the doctor falls was a bit let down by the first doctor characterization and line delivery did enjoy the introduction to 13 and the classic tardis and lastly on Twitter, Finn Walsh says, very lacklustre. I thought the ending was the best part of the episode, but I think mm. the Christmas special would have served better as the first episode for the new incarnation. So overall, six out of ten. Six. Mm. And over on Facebook, I'm going to breeze through some of these quite quickly because you all left uh, very nice, but very large uh, comments. Uh, Dave Paul Morgan said, uh, high nostalgia content and a lot of an, and a lot of nods to the fans. 1918 scenes did bring a tear to my eye. Good production values and musical score. Um, overall, ending on a high, and I'll give it a seven and a half. Chameleon Circuits out of 10.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
0: Uh, Steve Herr says, This was a magical episode. I don't want a complicated plot at half past five on Christmas Day. I want mm. exactly what we got, which is gorgeous performances by all concerned. <clears throat> Excuse me, some well timed humor and writing that, was bring a, that brought a tear to my eye. Capaldi will be missed, um, but one day I'm sure he will return to remind us how perfect he was for the role. Uh, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, I can definitely see him doing big finish, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah, Mm. for sure. Uh, martin arnold gave it a seven out of ten says interesting story that generally works i uh, didn't really like the way the companions were brought back reminded me of how amy turning up to say goodbye to eleven that was just pure cheese <laughs> and it's mawkish <laughs> uh, it also felt a bit disrespectful to the characters let them move on let bill be with heather nardole be with the colony ship and clara well just leave her be <laughs> says bradley is excellent the TARDIS was excellent uh, but we could have seen more of ben and polly Mm, I was going to ask you about Ben and Polly. Well, they weren't worth mentioning, were they? No.
1: <laughs> Sorry, but they weren't.
0: <laughs> of course, they, no, they just. Mm. Ben said, so, you it. know, they had a couple of lines and that was it. Mm. From the pre production stills and everything, I thought we were going to be in it a lot, but.
1: So did I. <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh, Aaron Ball says, don't you mean four as the second doctor? Made an appearance as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, the story was simple, which made the characters of the first Doctor and 12 even better. The monster worked, and the entire episode was a metaphor to accept change. Uh, Mark's character was very well written. Uh, one nitpick was the first Doctor's sexism. Mm. Yeah. Can't wait for Jodie to have her first episode. It'll be fantastic. Imagine Chris saying that. <laughs> uh, Lewis a great story, though the Doctor Falls probably would have been the better exit for Capaldi. Uh, the thing that bothered me most was the sexist comments. I've ranted enough about it elsewhere, well, but it was a complete disservice to the character. Saying that, though, the fact that David Bradley had to say all those lines, yet still managed to make his Doctor warm and indicative of Hartnell Speaks' volumes of his acting. Very true. Regeneration was very good, and for those two words, I, can't tell. I can tell I'll love Jodie as the Doctor. She looks fantastic. Uh, 7.5. Awesome. Callum MacArthur absolutely loved the story. 9 out of 10. Mm. Miles McKenzie truly loved this episode the chemistry between 1, 12 Bill and the Captain was great although the sexism from 1 wasn't 100% accurate I didn't mind as I laughed at how 12 and Bill were reacting Uh, he gave it a 12 out of 10 Uh, Jason Thayer Capaldi did some of his best acting ever and Bradley was excellent Uh, my only gripe was the um, overemphasis on the first doctor's sexism he wasn't like that at all Uh, Harry Walker While overall I didn't mind, I didn't think this episode was remarkable, there was a lot of lovely stuff in it. Uh, It's tremendous to see more than one Doctor together. Given the points of the Doctor's life these two incarnations are at, it makes perfect sense that they are both reluctant to regenerate. Uh, Eight out of ten. Joseph Howarth, I thought it was pretty good for a Quimbo special. I definitely, sorry, I defiantly think it worked as a character piece. And honestly, after the high octane action of the final for series 10, I didn't want the 12 Doctor to have a special be action orientated. So I thought it was a good compromise. Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, Bradley was good as the first doctor, very convincing. Only Niggle was the unsavory comments. That's a common theme, mate, with a lot of people. Yeah. 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 Uh, he gave uh, an eight out of 10. Uh, Sammy Satine, uh, she says, Wow, what an episode and what a journey it's been. The end of, an, of so many eras. Uh, I told you at the end of my review of the doctor falls, that I was going to be a mess and I still am. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you to everyone who has worked on doctor who, particularly the last seven years. I'm going to miss you all. Peter, you are the doctor. You've been absolutely fabulous. And it's been cosmic. One criticism I do have in this is why is the first doctor a bit sexist? Never thought the character was, but Bradley was phenomenal. A wonderful mm. acting tribute to the first doctor. Yes. Uh, Jake Burtwistle says sorry I'm not sending an audio oh, that's fine um, uh, I'm not sending an audio clip but my voice sounds like a Mondassian Cyberman has been punched in the throat oh dear oh dear get well soon Jake he says it was an alright episode I was expecting it to be in utter shambles but it was a great <laughs> end to the Moth era <laughs> uh, goes on to give it a 9.9 2018 is going to be brilliant mm. Jeff Waddle says not much of a story Bradley did the best with what he was given, but it was so far wide off the mark of Hartnell's performance, they might as well not have bothered. The First Doctor was a sexist idiot. <laughs> we find out the TARDIS was always working fine, it was just the First Doctor couldn't fly it. Yet when they leave the Warfield, he flies it right back to the South Pole to the exact second he left. Yeah. Rusty, a poor character from a poorly regarded episode, Capaldi and Mackie were excellent, but Susan would have made much more sense and she was essential to both of them. True. You knew Clara would turn up, thankfully, briefly, but he can remember her now, question mark. I didn't even like the speech to himself. Should really have gone at the end of the last season. Being killed in the explosion that destroyed the Cybermen would have made more sense. He says, ah, well, a poor end to an underwhelming era, and yet I've loved Capaldi and Smith before him. Four out of ten. Oh, dear. Last few now, Dean Jones, solid story for Peter Capaldi and Stephen Moff out to go out on. Capaldi gave a great final turn as the Doctor. David Bradley was brilliant as the first Doctor with the exception of the sexist dialogue. Love the regeneration speech and Jodie's reveal is one of the very best. I have mixed feelings about the Moff era, but it's arguably, arguably brought me closer to other fans and in turn new friends. So I'm thankful mm-hmm. um, for him and Capaldi. There's been a great ambassador to the programme, 8 out of 10. Luke Allen, I really enjoyed it. I felt like it would have worked as the 50th anniversary special. Mm-hmm. A lot of fan service, but it doesn't really rely on it to keep the plot moving. Fun Christmas special. Um, one of the best. Zach Jenkin, okay. great episode apart from the moth using the first Doctor as something for cheap laughs. Mm. Gallifrey Forever 97 says, Capaldi and Moth delivered a heartfelt ending to both eras. Bradley knocked it out of the park with his portrayal. However, the sexist jokes were... Uh, were hit over the audience's head a tad too much. Yeah. Uh, Mackie was fantastic playing Bill. Uh, the introduction to Jodie was perfect. It's truly exceeded my expectations. Overall, Moff delivered a simple and non-bombastic story for his era and a fitting end to the 12th Doctor. Uh, Stan Carrick, liked it. We'll miss Peter. He's one of the best Doctors. Jodie was called at the end. Charlie Turner says, can't decide on a rating, but it was very good. And lastly, Danny Brown says... The ultimate Fan Service, episode eight out
1: of ten. No, oh. so a bit of a mixed bag there. One, like you said, one common thing though was the the writing of the sexist first Doctor, which he just wasn't. Was it makes me wonder if it makes me wonder how much um, of the first Doctor's era the Moths watched, like if any, has he watched any first Doctor? Because don't know. I, I, I've got to stop because it just it <laughs> niggles me. It annoys me. I, I think- wasn't. Rip-
0: I think you nailed it earlier, mate. When you mm. said that the doctor was on during the sixties, he wasn't born during the sixties. Yeah. I think that kind of nails it, you know, it's cause they kind of alluded to that stuff in the at adventure in space and time in the behind the scenes stuff with, yeah. um, uh, when they were making it and, um, what was her name? The producer who got it, Berry Lambert. Berry Lambert, yeah, she had that struggle with the whole, you know, BBC being a boys' men's club and struggling as a woman and stuff like that. Mm. But that was behind the scenes. The character of the Doctor for Hartnell was never written in that way, and was never, no. you know, never showed any inkling of that stuff. So it's a bit bizarre why the Moth kind of kept at it, <laughs> you know.
1: Well, I think, and also, maybe the odd bit would have been funny, but it's because. Like, like it was pretty much every other line wasn't it it was just yeah. a bit like oh dear yeah. digging a hole but anyway anyway there we go
0: bit of a mixed bag but overall mm. not too bad scores
1: no it could have been worse <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes uh, right so next week we're going to leave the sadness of capaldi's exit behind we're going to kick off with our usual reviews we're going to go back to classic who to kick it off what are we yeah. doing next week
1: so, yeah, we're going from one multi-doctor story to another. Um, I'm looking really looking forward to this, actually. Um, so next week, we're going to be reviewing The Three Doctors. Oh. Bit of Pertwee. Bit of yeah, Pertwee, actually. Three action. Doctors. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, wow, I haven't seen this one in a while, you know. I haven't watched it for blimmin' ages. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm, I, and it's one that I've had on the radar of wanting to do for quite a while. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to reviewing this next week. Yes, it's going to be good. So uh get your DVDs out and give that a
0: watch. We'll be asking for your thoughts and stuff on that. Just a very quick note on audio clips at the moment. Um normally when you guys send in your audio clips, which is absolutely brilliant and awesome, um it does take me a little while to sort of edit them and And stuff like that and sort them out and eq and and all that stuff but because i've got a really really busy couple of months or a few months with day job stuff and some other bits going on i just haven't got the time unfortunately at the minute to um to get them sorted out and into the show so we've put them on hold for a bit they will be back uh they're just on hold just for a few months um so it's just going to be your thoughts on whatever social media you want to you want to comment on or if you want to email us it's all good um but fear not the audio reviews will be back. It's just, uh, just a little hiatus at the moment. So, yes, I'm looking forward to this, mate. I haven't seen Pertwee either for a little while.
1: When's the last time I... we did a Pertwee story? Oh, ages ago. But I was surprised when you were asked in your Q&A on the, on the thing, you, you listed him as one of your favourite doctors. And I was like, okay. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he is good, but I didn't realise he was one of your faves.
0: Yes. Mm. He is one. Of,
1: well, like
0: I, I think I mentioned this on that show. If you ask me again this week It would change or next yeah, month that's true. it yeah, would yeah. change. So yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not set in stone. But no, I love Pertwee. I think yeah, yeah he's absolutely brilliant. So North. And I can't remember the last time we did one of his. The Time Warrior, back in October.
1: Oh golly.
0: Yeah. So there we go. I think we're gonna do there for one seventy.
1: Okie dokie.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us back in 2018 for the Big Blue Box podcast. It's been awesome talking through all the stuff that we've missed while we've been away. And we've uh, had quite a few cool news items to go through. Some interesting bits regarding merch as well. I think Hmm. it's going to be an interesting time this year for what's going to happen with box sets and complete roundup sets and doctor sets. And yeah, it could be an expensive year. (laughs) <laughs> it could be,
1: if we get any of it in the UK. <laughs> that's, true, that's true, yeah, if we get any of it, yeah.
0: So next week, the
1: three doctors,
0: get you, get that watched, because we'll be asking for your thoughts on that as always. Looking forward to that. In the meantime, head over to the website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to all of our shows on there, uh, plus our lovely writing team should be back next week uh, pumping out some really cool articles uh, for you guys to get stuck into. Uh, you can also link off to all the social stuff from there. Just do a search on Twitter and Facebook and all that jazz. We're on there somewhere. Just search for the Big Blue Box podcast. And you can also subscribe on all of the podcast channels. Uh, namely iTunes are on there. We're on Stitcher and Podbean and we're on Spotify now. Everywhere. Anywhere you want to listen to us, just do a search and give us a subscribe. That would be awesome. And if you're an iTunes listener, if you could spare a moment for a review and a rating, that would be awesome. Because that really helps. Also, check out Adam's channel, The Geeks' Handbag. Geeks' Handbag, yes. Oh, look, old geeks. <laughs> <laughs> Just go Can and have a look. Go and have a go and have a gander. <laughs> yeah. So, jump onto YouTube. Adam's got a thriving YouTube channel there with so many good videos. And you're also on Twitter and Facebook and everything, aren't you? And I'm everywhere. Instagram <laughs> and Snapchat, the whole bleeding lot the whole shebang he's on there <laughs> uh, no some great stuff over there so uh, you get lost for ages searching through Adam's stuff so go and check him out we'll be back next week for episode 171 where hopefully there'll be a little bit of Doctor Who news knocking about that we can report on probably so much. so it'll be good have a <laughs> cracking week and until then my name's Gary my name's Adam and remember
1: uh... hey.